0: They built a pool in the middle of our cul-de-sac. Written and narrated by Clancy Pasta. 1. Memo River Community Safety Board. J Maker 5. Has anyone else gotten that email about the pool opening up in the middle of the 9th Street cul-de-sac? It was from an official Memo River website and announced the beginning of construction on a deep diving pool in the middle of the asphalt. And I don't mean in the middle of the neighborhood, or somewhere inside of the cul-de-sac. In the diagram it showed in the email, the pool would be drilled straight into the center of the road of our circular neighborhood, essentially creating a skinny roundabout and by a body of water right at the edge of everyone's driveways. I read the email over and over again, and I just can't find anything, except the shocking contents, to make me think this isn't legit. Someone please show me what I'm missing. Tom W underscore Bengals I live on 11th Street, and yeah, I just checked, and I've got the same thing. This has got to be a joke, right? I mean, if it ain't, won't matter much to me. I don't live on the cul-de-sac. Memo River Moderator No jokes allowed at the Memo River Community Safety Board! (laughs) Haha, just kidding. We love to laugh, and spread the joy of warmth and water with the community's children, which is exactly why we're opening up the Memo River Community Scuba Cave. You see, the body of water will serve two functions. First, it will serve as a fun kiddie pool for all our little spudlings to float around in. And second, and unlike most kiddie pools, it will be hundreds of feet deep and will be built in the image of one of nature's beautiful underground caves. So while your kids are splashing it up and hitting each other with those little foam spaghetti noodles, trained scuba diving personnel will be swimming and excavating hundreds of feet below. It'll be great for the kids, and the city board thinks it'll rake in a projected $200 over the summer in profit for the city. It's a win-win, folks! Jmaker 5 Wait, what? It's a scuba cave now? And you said, trained scuba diving personnel will be swimming and excavating hundreds of feet below? What are they going to be excavating for a public pool? And how in the world can the city afford this? And by the way, have any of you at the city come out here and looked at our neighborhood? The cul-de-sac is tiny as it is. There's no way you're going to be able to get the equipment out here, let alone the room and resources to dig out something of that size and nature. I still can't believe what I'm typing. I'm still open to someone explaining the joke, for the love of all things holy. Tom W underscore Bengals. How much will the tickets be and when's it opening? I've got to mark my calendar, LOL. jmaker 5. I wish I could laugh with you, Tom, but this is more than a little unnerving to me. If they even attempt to try to make this thing happen, they're going to destroy the whole neighborhood. I'm still struggling to wrap my mind around what they're thinking. memo river moderator. No worries folks, all will be explained in due time. The first thing you've got to understand for everyone to be on the same page is that our children need their sun. The summer is coming up and they've just spent all winter and spring hobbled up indoors soaking in the last morsels of their vitamin D reserves and by golly they just might start to shrivel up themselves if they don't start getting some sunlight. So come on by tomorrow morning, this Sunday, bright and early at 6 o'clock to be first in line to the new community pool. J Maker 5 Alright, does anyone know how to get into contact with anyone else from the city? I've tried calling the number on the Memo River City Council website, but I think everyone's already gone home for the day. I just need to report some sort of hacking incident, given that this is obviously a troll. They showed their hand when they announced that the pool will be opening tomorrow morning. Nice one. You really did get me. Better longevity next time. Memo River Moderator 6am alert the community river cave of the commonwealth brothers of memo river and saints has officially opened come on by and see the 20 foot tall diving board we've had it tested with our professional city scuba team and they say it's tall enough to get you down to the depths of the earth's crust and gentle enough for your two-year-old child's fragile bones and if your child does happen to slip down below and end up a few dozen or at most hundreds of feet below the surface of the water, there's always going to be a team of trained personnel going on about their business in the depths, and they'll be able to scoop any stragglers up and bring them to the surface in safety. Though, if you or your child does reach beyond a certain depth, be forewarned that they will be forced to remain at that depth until their body has adjusted enough to begin making their way back to the surface. Going about this any other way except with extreme care and caution could result in catastrophic decompression sickness. But there is no need to fear, for you or your child will be equipped themselves with an oxygen tank and scuba gear and will be taught in our ways for the benefit of the community. If you or your child then decides to swim back to the surface afterwards, that will be up to them. But staying with the saints and continuing the excavation and search for the great artifact will be of utmost importance to them by then. Their calling by the four saints, having become known to their hearts and revelation of the secret buried deep down to the depths of the underworld. But there is one way, and one way only, to find the way back. The way towards the almighty declaration of the ruler of these secrets. And that is to follow the directions of the one sent to this land before us, and follow the blueprints laid out for us, and see to it that all is commemorated in the glory and will of the Forsaints, And dig. Keep digging and then dig some more until it is found. It. The unspeakable unknown. For all that we do know is the material shell in which it will occur. A crystalline quartz chest, finished with a golden lock. In proof of our divine right. We brandish this key that was presented by the Four Saints to our Founder in the depths of all pride and security, a key that sparkles of solid silver, though it falls light as a feather from the Founder's hands, as testified by the Saints in all promise, and see that in the will of the Four Saints, all of this will come to pass, and more. after the grand ribbon cutting ceremony at 8am we'll be serving ice cream with an alternative of honeydew for those trying to watch the calories have a great memo river morning j maker five i don't even know where to begin i got up this morning to usual routine Brewed some coffee, poured a bowl of cereal, turned on the TV to catch the local news, and when I opened my living room shades, I about had a heart attack. The pool is there, folks. It's a round, circular pool about 75% the size of the cul-de-sac. So there's a little room of asphalt left on the sides, I guess. Facing the road that leads into the cul-de-sac is the diving board, which indeed extends to a shocking height into the sky given how skinny and narrow the pool is. As I looked out, there was a guy in an official-looking suit drilling a signpost into the asphalt. I grabbed a pair of pants and slid it on as I ran out the door. The man was basically finished as I got near him, and it was then I could finally read what it said. The Community Cave of the Saints and Sons of Memo River's Blessed Few. The sign was what looked like a molten copper cast. I was in disbelief. The official-looking guy wore a buttoned-up navy blue suit with a slightly brighter blue tie and a big black mustache. I asked him what this was all about, and he was happy to tell me in slightly different but borderline identical words exactly what the Memo River moderator wrote out above. All of it with great emphasis on wanting to know if I'd like to join the scuba diving school they're opening up in the city hall to become one of the students. After telling a few times over that I will think about it, I tried to ask him more questions about what the hell he was talking about. I asked him who the saints were. He said, the saints are the select few who the founder has revealed the sacred silver key. It is apparently kept under great secrecy as to where it's located and only about 10 guys have ever seen it. As to what the key does, I asked him, well. He couldn't say much more than he already said earlier. It'll open a great artifact buried hundreds of feet below the earth by the four saints, and this artifact looks something like a large crystal quartz chest with a sparkling gold lock on the front that only the sacred silver key can unlock. Asking him what was in the chest, I would get the same thing every time. Only the founder could know. To repeat, he wouldn't say the founder does know. He would say only over and over again that only the founder could know. Interesting. So finally, I asked him who this founder is. And he told me that he wasn't able to say. I asked him who would be able to tell me, and he said that no one would be able to tell me, because the only ones who know are the saints, and the saints are sworn to secrecy. I paused for a moment, looking into the reflective surface of the newly minted pool that was, according to the plan, apparently hundreds of feet deep. I then asked him the identity of the saint, to which he told me that, too, was under an order of secrecy. When I asked him if he could be called a saint, he froze and wouldn't speak to me another word. He simply grabbed his power drill, his tool bag, and trotted off to his car and drove off, leaving this pool in the middle of our cul-de-sac. I tried to look into the pool as an ocular measure of its depth, but I couldn't see more than the sun's reflective hue. I kept trying to tell if the water looked a little murky, but the reflection kept me guessing. Eventually, I walked back inside my house, dumbfounded. I still don't know what to think. A private message arrived in Jason's Memo River Community Board inbox. He noticed it around 20 minutes later, about 5 o'clock in the afternoon. It was from Memo River Moderator. Jason felt his heart begin to thump just a little harder than it had been all day as he opened the message hello j five we've been enjoying reading your input on the opening of the community cave of the saints and sons of memo rivers blessed few and would love to talk in person meet us outside by the diving board at midnight for a heart to heart we can promise all questions will be vanquished by the morning and we'll have some pizza laid out for all to enjoy Jason couldn't help but look suspiciously past the computer, through the window, to the diving board ladder sticking up like a tower marking the man-made lake like a monument in the middle of the cul-de-sac. He hadn't seen a single person visit the pool, and didn't expect to. Any thinking person would be creeped the hell out by such a bizarre happening, he thought. Eventually... He looked back to the computer. After considering his options, he exited the page and then the web browser. There was nothing to say if he was going to be talking in person that night, so he decided to just wait till then. At about a quarter till midnight, he looked out the window again. His shades had been drawn since seven and the sun had long since set. The night was black beyond the glass of the windows, but there was a little glass lantern set atop a plastic white folding table with that same official-looking mustachioed man in a suit from earlier. After a while's hesitation, Jason put on his shoes and stepped outside. Luckily. The nighttime temperatures had been rising lately, so it had only gotten into the upper 60s. The mustachioed man picked up the lantern immediately upon seeing the man exiting his house. The lantern lowered in the man's hand down to the other side of the table, illuminating a box of local pizza. We've got pepperoni, my friend, the cheerful man called out. Nice. Well, I'll grab my slice in a minute." The two men stood in silence, rays from the lantern casting enough for a reflection across the face of the water. Eventually, the man spoke. We've been reading your comments online. Jason interjected with, So you run the Memo River Moderator account?" There was a moment of silence and the suited man seemed to slouch a little. It's a group effort. Now, we wanted to know just what exactly you think is going on here. Jason raised his eyebrows and scoffed a little. You want to know what I think is going on here? How about you tell me what is going on here, and then we'll talk about what I think, because right now, I don't know enough about anything to know anything." The man nodded his head slowly, and then slowly turned around, putting his back to Jason and facing the waters. You know, tonight is a very special night, Jason. The man fished a small pebble from his pocket and held it up to his eye, and then, after another moment, he kissed the stone and tossed it into the pool. He continued, Tonight, the founder revealed to the saints of this land a prophecy, a prophecy that I've been assigned to share with you. The man had not moved an inch since departing with the stone, and Jason just stood in bewilderment. Is that so? A divine order, eh? He scoffed. As a matter of fact, yes. The man responded in all seriousness. Silence spread itself out across the cul-de-sac, and not even the crickets dared to chirp the man looked up into the starry sky and continued. Many a moon ago in this land now known to the suns and the saints as Memo River, there lived the sacrifice in peace among the community, in a joy to nature but naïve to its purpose. And this sacrifice did encounter another problem, for this sacrifice existed itself in two worlds in two times at once. At once, the sacrifice existed 400 years ago, and at once, the sacrifice lives now. And at once, the sacrifice has been restored, renewed to the glory of the Four Saints in the crystalline treasure of the ruler." The suited man stopped speaking and sighed a great sigh. He then said, Jason, come stand beside me. Cautiously, but Curiously, Jason began to make his way to the edge of the pool. Once there, he looked over to the man's face. His eyes were closed, his face contorted into a focused strain. Jason, are you here? He whispered. Uh, Yeah, I'm right here, he responded in a quiet nervousness. Let the four saints be quenched, were the last words to leave the man's lips, before the artificial ocean before them erupted in an explosion of water and lightning and sounds of the nature and blast of thunder. The heavens howled and swirled itself into a tornado, entwined with the water of the lake into a portal from one heaven to the next. And as Jason was carried away at once into the cavernous chaos of the body, he had no time at all to understand the extremity of sensation that bombarded him. It was as the last of his consciousness began to slip into the next, that a sight came back before his eyes from the dark, wet, nothing that had consumed him in time. A crystalline chest floated through the murky waters up to just before his face, and he watched as the gold locket slid off like it was never locked at all, and the chest began to crack as it slid ever closer towards his eye, and the whole scene faded to black. Three. The crowd was gathered after the ringing of the town bell tower commenced for the first time in 50 years. Surrounding the pool, the people watched as a group of deep-sea divers pulled out with the aid of many ropes and machines, a large chest that looked pearlescent white in the murk and filth that covered it, ordained with a golden lock. The chest was immediately covered with a velvet-red cloak, and when it was revealed again just moments later, the lock was no more. As the city officials, scrambling through the crowd, reached the chest, they tilted it open slowly. After many gasps and mumblings, the suited man stepped up to address the crowd. At long last, we have found the artifact. The artifact promised by the Four Saints and our founder to the saints of this land. We are proud and unworthy. To present to you the discovery of the bones of our forefounder. And at this, the chest was tilted up and towards the crowd so that they could see the shiny, pearlescent bones that laid inside the undisturbed tomb. Just as the prophecy had told us of the sacrifice, the sacrifice of our great founder who hath cut across all time, and who hath cut across all space, to deliver yourself in new structure, to the saints and the founder, in all faith and obedience, the form of your true self, your ability to transmutate any flesh and any bone into your flesh and your bone, in the honor of your great glory. Let us feast upon the flesh of these bones, of the bones of the sacrifice you've laid before us, as we grind you down into dust, and breathe in the life you've given. All line up, one at a time, to be the first to taste the dust of the bones of our king, and be the first to taste eternal life. I hope you all enjoyed tonight's original Clancy Pasta story and episode. If you did, I'd really appreciate it if you would give it a like, subscribe, or follow for more. Let me know what you thought in the comments below, and if you'd like to support the channel, for as little as a dollar a month you can go over to patreon.com slash and get ad free narrations while helping support the show and uh, helping me keep getting these out. It's been a little while since I've written a story. And this was uh, this was a fun one to write, and uh, I'd, I'd love to hear what y'all thought of it, because it was also a little bit of a different one as well. And huge thanks to all of my supporters on Patreon and YouTube members. You were all amazing. I love you. I could not do this without your support. So thank you all for a final time for listening, and I will see you all next time. Cheers.